You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Another episode of the Funkaholics podcast is here. And man, do we have a fun-filled episode today. I'm super excited, if you can't tell, by my UFC introduction right there. I was channeling my inner uh, shit. I just went blank because I'm so excited and I can't remember his name right now. I think it's like Bruce something or I don't know, whatever. But you guys know who I'm talking about. Well, today, guys, I am bringing in someone from... Down under, no pun intended, and I know he'll probably give me shit about it in a minute once I bring him in here, but um, I love this guy, and you guys are going to love him too once we bring him in. Um, he's got his own podcast, guys, and it's Collecting Heroes, and let's, let me tell you, it's fucking awesome, um, but got a bone to pick with him today, and uh, we're going to find out why, so we're going to see where this goes. Could be good, could be bad, we don't know. But let's kill the suspense and let's introduce none other, none other than JD. JD, welcome to the Funkaholics podcast, man. How are you? Yeah, good day, good day. It's me from Down Under, JD from Collecting Heroes, and uh, I'm going to give you those hundred dollar ruse later, uh, <laughs> so that you. <laughs> nah, all good. All good. I'm, I'm really excited to chat to you today, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. Um, so. Shout out to Marty Soul who couldn't be here, um, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we will be talking about her and, you know, and I'm sure she's going to be listening. But um, shout out yep. to Marty Soul for for uh, for making this happen because, you know, she's the one that got us connected and everything. So, yeah, totally. I, I actually said to you earlier before we started recording that I felt like I should have got a jug of iced water or like just a jug of <laughs> ice cubes. And I could just rattle it in the background, and 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 we could be like, feel like she was still here with us, <laughs> or maybe like anyone so- who listens will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's! <laughs> I can already see the steam coming out of her out of her ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. It is definitely all love, man. She's such a trooper, and she's so much fun that you know we cannot give her shit because if we didn't give her shit, that mean that wouldn't mean that there was any love there. So. <laughs> yeah that's the that's the aussie way as well like that's how you know that i like you is if i put shit on you really that's 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 the way it works that's that's, that's how we do it down here uh, very cool man i am right in line with you that's uh it, it's funny you know because we got to talk a little bit before and uh I, I don't know jd we're just on the we're just right there man right there like eye to eye i'm this, I'm, this is feeling great i'm i'm very excited about this so um vibing jd we do something yes. here at the Funkaholics podcast, and I don't know if you're able to. If you can, awesome. Uh-huh. If you can't, hey, uh-huh. no problem, as long as you got something in your uh-huh. hand. Um, but okay. we, we do a cheers to... I know, yes. <laughs> and uh, so, JD, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving us your time and being on the podcast, and I'd like to cheers to you um, for being on and to another great episode. So cheers, my friend. Cheers, cheers to you. I'm on uh, the Bobby that Bobby Boucher special, I'd like to call it, that old H2O. Yeah. 
Very cool. Excellent reference. That's a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) I am, uh, uh, to be honest with you, dude, I was, um, I was nervous, excited. So I decided Mm -hmm. that I'm just going to go ahead and go with my favorite drink that I've been running with on the podcast right now, because the episodes have been going really great. And I was like, Hey, you know what? What better way to cheers JD than with, uh, Captain Morgan cherry vanilla with some Dr. Pepper. I knew you were going to say Captain Morgan. I knew it. I've, I've listened to a few episodes. I, I, I'm, I'm getting in tune with, with where you're coming from. That is awesome, man. I really appreciate that. Um, I And this goes hand in hand. So, you know, since we're on the topic, and earlier I said that, you know, I've got a, I got a bone to pick with you and Marisol, but... Um, uh, yeah, I think, I, think a... you're breaking, I think you're breaking up, Nando. <laughs> I, I don't think I can hear you anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man, I knew this was coming. But um and 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 this is probably more, you know, uh more towards Marisol, but um as I was listening, I heard uh, that uh Marisol's got a favorite podcast and it's not the Funkaholics podcast. So hmm. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that's where you were going to come from. I I, I knew it. I I, I was pr- when I saw your story on Instagram, I'm like, what kind of, you know, bone did he have to pick? Like, I mean, we, we spoke about the podcast and, you know, how much she loves, like, being on the podcast. But then, yes, I, I did I did actually reference and, and tell her, well, I mean, I really, I really stated it for her. Uh, you know, she didn't really get a choice in it. So I, I don't know if I can, I, I can blame that on her. I sort of stressed <laughs> that on her, like, this is your favorite podcast, right? Like, I put her on the spot and, of course, she's going to say yes. I, I, I kind of felt JD like there was a little bit of competition going on over here. So, it was was no, I, feel, was I, I mean, feeling what, right? <laughs> no, 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 not, not at all, not at all. Actually, so originally, it's funny if if anyone goes and listens to the to the episode, it's the, it's the first episode of season three. It's just that, like first episode of this year, and uh, and she speaks about the fact that. You know, I, I wouldn't have her on the podcast until she got bigger, and and that was not the fact. That wasn't the case at all. We, we we've cleared this up after the fact, but essentially, I really wanted to have her on the podcast. She she'd been listening to the podcast for a while. We communicate a lot. She gives me a lot of feedback, which I love. Um, I always love hearing from people listening to the podcast, and I wanted to have her on the podcast, but I try to mix it up every season with different types of collectors. Um, and I'd already had a Funko collector booked for the end of last year, like, and so I didn't want to double up and have two Funko collectors. So I said maybe we'll have one on, on next year. I think she was. She said that she would have been doing the, the page for a year or so at that point. Um, and I said. Once you've been, once you've had your page for a full year or whatever, like you've been fully invested in, we can talk about your learnings from what have you learned being a, a quote unquote influencer, but be, basically being a voice within the community and, and being part of that collecting community. I wanted to sort of talk to her and quiz her on that. Meanwhile, I didn't ask any of those questions, Billy. <laughs> I think I, like we spoke about being a voice in the community, obviously with being on your podcast, but the the things that I originally said, we didn't even get to chat about. Uh, I mean, that's just part of, you know, having a great conversation with someone. You can just get lost in these other uh, other types of conversations. So I really enjoyed having her on, and yeah, that was that was to to go back to what you referenced. There was definitely no no hard feelings 
you know, her being on the Funkaholics podcast because <laughs> I was only ever going to have her on once because, as she says, her you know her page isn't big enough to to be on my oh, show anyway. So, oh, oh dude, <laughs> so I was I I loved the episode. I was totally entertained. I mean, there was just so much great greatness going on that, I mean. The you know where I work, and for me to be able to be at my job mm. with a smile on my face, listening to you guys, it helped the time pass by. So um, I love that man. When I was sitting there, and I was just like, oh, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna stir up a little bit of shit here. I was like, I'm gonna get JD in the hot seat. <laughs> and- <laughs> but well, I mean, I like to stir that up as well. You know, obviously, like everything I'm saying is is in jest. As I said, it's all love. I think Marisol's great. And I actually said to you before we started recording that I really hope to come back and be on a future episode where she's going to be involved as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, Marisol's throwing a couple of punches at me, um, literally, um, about <laughs> you know other people that she wants to be on the podcast with. So I was able to get her and Angela on an episode, which was hilarious, by the way. It was a, yeah. it was a Christmas special. She was so drunk. I yes. loved it. <laughs> she, and then so now you know she throws jabs at you, but you know I I get known as the as the guy that get lets her get drunk before the episode starts, and then I hit record. Mm. <laughs> and, I think I, mean? I think it's brilliant. I, I think I think it's smart, and, and and I and I get why you do it. I mean I know you're playing it off as as though you didn't know what you were doing, but I, I think you I think you knew. I thought you you knew that if we let Marisol preload before an episode, we're going to get so much better content out of her. Absolutely, <laughs> man. There's a method to the madness, and you know just just buckle in. <laughs> Oh man! And then so you know she there was one episode that I recorded with Sal and she was just like oh how funny you guys get a recording in and I'm not on it and I'm like my bad I was like you know what I'll just start inviting you to every one of them that start coming through. It's not all about you, Marisol. It's not all about you. I tell I've told her this before. Oh my god! Uh, you know what? Both uh, we we uh, both you and I probably have the same conversations with her, but. Like I said, she's uh she's a firecracker and I love having her on there. That was one of the things that I told her. I go, you know, that it stands out and there's nothing more in this world than the that I would love, you know, just to have somebody on with a different perspective and mm-hmm. uh and, and we'll dedicate an, an episode to you. And she was she was all in and she's she's been all in since. So yeah, we uh wow. cheers to cheers to Mighty Soul. <laughs> cheers, cheers. And we'll dedicate this episode to her as well. There we go. Um, so but let's not talk about her anymore. That's enough Marisol talk. Yeah, we're done with that. That subject's moved. <laughs> um, JD, let me ask you because I was doing a little bit of, of research. You're 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 mm-hmm. from Australia, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I got all my facts right. Okay. So, uh-huh. um, I was looking up ways, you know, to say cheers from cheers to you and stuff like that, and I happened to run run across a quote. <laughs> or like a joke that I absolutely fell in love with. And I'm probably <laughs> going to be using it here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, but talk to me on the piss. Does that mean that we're, you know, we're going to get slammed? Yeah, man. If, if you're getting out on the piss with someone, you're, you're buckling in for a great night. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> I love that. when you have, when you head down to the pub and you get on the piss, that's that's what you're doing, man. You're like you're down there sinking the bruise, 
and just having a great time. That's that's what on the piss is. Um, sa- same as when we say like taking the piss as well, like when we were taking the piss out of uh, Marisol a moment ago. <laughs> we're not talking about her anymore. But uh, you know, <laughs> like yeah, getting on the piss definitely. That's uh, definitely an Australian saying. We have a lot of different drinking sort of sayings as well there's one that i love to use it's just sounds very australian um when people ask you how busy you are you say flat out like a lizard drinking um that's (laughs) that's that's one of my favorite australian sayings if i were ever able to get down to australia would i be able to find these quotes on a shirt uh, probably, but to be honest with you, you wouldn't find a lot of Australians wearing them. Okay. You'd probably be like someone like yourself buying it from a, a tourist store. Um, yeah. So I, I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be the fanboy of Australia then, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you, if you were walking around with a shirt like that, people would be like, yeah, that, that guy's, he's, he's not from here. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's definitely an out of towner. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tourist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Total tourist. That is awesome. Uh, by the way, JD, I am uh, I am one that loves accents, and dude, I could listen to you all day. Like, I actually want to just open up a book and just hand it to you and just listen to you read it. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm just looking. I, I'm, I'm walking around my room right now. I'm just going to find this, find a book, and I can open up to a page. Maybe got some Hunter S. Thompson here. Uh, yeah. What, what would you like me to read? Oh, man. I can get a dictionary if you want. Dude, you can read anything and I'll be entertained, <laughs> man. <laughs> Some instruction manuals. There oh, we I've go. got one here. It, it's in Chinese. I'm not going to read this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Might need to get a translator. Um, oh, dude, this, uh, this is this is too much fun, man. The back of my head's already hurting. Um, so <laughs> all, all fun aside... Um, uh, JD, you're in the hot seat, man. This episode is about you, my friend. We talked about it maybe possibly being about Marisol. There goes that name again. Damn. Um, yeah, stop it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> th- th- this is all about you, man. This is your this is your uh, this is your table, and uh, I'm gonna pick your brain on a couple of questions. So I hope you're ready for things to heat up, man. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta admit, like I said to you before, I thought we might have sort of done the Funko Friday, like the the Fridays with the pop fox, like with going through the news and stuff. So this is definitely me on the hot seat. I'm not used to being the one being interviewed. I'm the one interviewing other people. So, but I, I'm, I'm in for it. Uh, I, I'd say, uh, what's the old saying? How the turntables. I think that is that Michael Scott. Yes. Right on. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so just, do uh, it, that's just, uh, you know, the evil genius that I am that I like, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know, channeling, JD, like I was sending those radio waves out there, and I was like, you know what? This guy's studying about the podcast. It's time to flip the script. Flip it and reverse it. it nip, nip, dip, nip, dip. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. I need to get that as a soundbite. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> first question, JD, first question. Um, uh-huh. Where did the love for collecting come from? Ah, oh, geez. Um... Well, I mean, my collection is predominantly Batman. So my love of collecting comes from my love of Batman. And I just, I just kind of one of those people who are obsessed when I get a few things. I, I, I sort of go all in, maybe a bit of a, a addictive personality, as they say. Um, but also, I, I, I'm trying to think, like, my mother had a lot of stuff 
growing up, she would collect uh, – there's, like, this China, uh, like, um, plates and dishes called a blue willow pattern, um, which she had – wherever she went, she would get these. And so I have to feel like maybe it comes from a family history of watching her collect these things over time. Um but I just always held on to stuff, um, especially, you know, some of the toys from my childhood. And I, I, I just, I'm a massive nostalgia fan. So uh, I'm always looking at the things from my childhood, even playing in bands, which I've mentioned on my podcast before, you know, grew up playing instruments and playing in rock bands. I, I, I was collecting guitars <laughs> um, so I've still got like a number of guitars in, in amongst my collection. Um, my Lego, which I still have from when I was a kid, you know, from more than 30 years ago now, uh, I've never gotten rid of it. I just have a thing about throwing stuff out. It's, it's kind of a little bit of a hoarder personality as well, I guess you could say. Um, but I've kind of gotten better at letting some things go and, and trying to, rein in the types of things that I collect as well. And I say that as someone who has a massive room full of stuff called the Batcave that I'm looking at right now. So, yeah, I I would have to say it, it, it really just comes from the nostalgia of it all. I just love it. I just, it, it, it all brings me joy. That is awesome. I love that. And thank you for sharing that story with us. I'm, I'm sure you've been asked that a million times. Um, you know, over here, you know, like you, you were saying, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm I'm in my room in the Batcave and, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at all my nostalgia. I love that because that's the way that I have the, um, I call it the podcast room, you know what I mean? Or the Funkaholics studio, but, you know, I've got yeah. the Funkaholics banners behind me. I've got um, all the things that I love and hold dear in my heart up on the walls. You know, nice. and when people come, that. when people come in, they're just like, holy shit, I remember this. I remember that guy. Oh, man, you got that <laughs> one, you know, and it's awesome, you know, and I, and, and I totally love that. That's why I was saying I was like, I think you and I are just like right on the same wavelength, man. We I think our brains are connected somehow because I'm even looking, you know, at your collection and um, I'm I'm Instagram stalking you right now, by the way. Um, cool. Cool. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, dude, you're so I am a huge fan of Batman. And there's a photo that I will have to share with you um, from something that that I built from when I started collecting Funkos. And mm. I, I got extremely deep into Batman and uh, it brought out my inner creativity. And I actually built a shelf dedicated to my Batman Funko Pops action figures and just little trinkets and stuff like that of, of Batman. And it's funny because um, the community that we were that we were in here in Albuquerque, a lot of people knew what I collected. So they would always like, oh, hey, I saw this little teeny metallic Batman and I thought of you. And, you know, here you go, you know, <laughs> put it up on the wall or things like that. You know what I mean? So I can definitely appreciate, you know, the collector side of you and, you know, it, there's a couple of times where you said in there, you know, maybe I have like, you know, some type of hoarding, um, you know, thing going on and, you know, ha have a hard time of letting things go. But then you hit it right there on the numbers. Nostalgia. And I yeah. think for all of us as collectors, I, I, there's people that I even challenge and I'm like, 
name something, you know, because they, they kind of look at, sometimes you get that look like, oh, what kind of weirdo are you? Um, but I literally challenge them and I'll tell them, there's got to be something in your house that you have multiples of. Once you get the wheels turning and everything and then they start thinking about it, they start talking about it and they're like, holy shit. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a collector too. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let me throw it back at you though, like, because I can't help but interview someone. Um, <laughs> when you talk about your Batman collection, who's your favorite Batman? Do you have a, a Batman that you, you go to as a classic? Oh, uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> nice. Yes. And Adam, yes. Adam uh, Michael Keaton, Adam West. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. I, I'm definitely a Michael Keaton guy as well. Um, I can tell you the first time I saw Batman, it was in it was in 1989, and it was at our drive-through when we had that going. So, going back mm. a little bit on my age there, but I absolutely fell in love with the movie. Um, I was addicted from there on out, and yeah, it was definitely one of those memorable moments for me. Yeah, when I was, and this is where my love of Batman comes from. When I was a kid, we went and saw that in the cinemas. I was about 11 years old, I think, when it, when it came out. Um, and I, I just remember being blown away by the movie in the cinemas and then just being obsessed with everything after that. I collected the, there was the Topps trading cards. Um, there was like lollies that you would get like uh they had like batmobile with filled with candy um batman heads filled with candy uh, all those sorts of things and i would like hold on to all those things anything that i could get of, of the movie was great i've actually got a photo uh somewhere which i i can dig out at some point but it's a polaroid picture that was taken they had a touring exhibition of the batmobile of, of one of the batmobiles oh, from from the movie and it's actually me. I've got a Polaroid that was taken there. Uh, they had it at the local the local mall, local shopping mall, uh, where you could go up and get a photo taken with the Batmobile. And so I've still got the original card, like it's like a card with the Batman symbol in the front. You open it up, and it's got the pol- Polaroid of me as this nerdy little kid standing next to the Batmobile, just with one arm, kind of like sort of half touching it like I almost like I wanted to lean on it but I also didn't want to touch it at the same time yeah and um that's when I think about the movie that's one of the things I love I also as well as loving um Batman I, I just love the Batmobile and I think that probably comes from that moment of actually seeing the vehicle when I was a child peanut butter and jelly man I am jealous that you got to see that I, <laughs> I mean like 89 90 was like the time you know for me with Batman and everything I even drove my parents insane like every time we went to the grocery store I had to have the Batman cereal and I can't mm. Jeannie, I never got it yeah I can't tell you how many times or how many Batman piggy banks that I had <laughs> I had a grip of them yeah, I, I I never got one. I actually I've thought about because I I'm constantly on eBay looking at stuff, and so many times I've thought about pulling the trigger on on one of those like still sealed packets of uh of the Batman cereal because I remember they even had from if I remember correctly it actually had the cereal itself was shaped like little bat symbols as well. Yes, it was. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, and it came with the 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 money box on the front and I've thought about pulling the trigger and getting a, one of those to put on display, but I just never have, but I still, I still may do it yet. I still may do it. Did, did can, can you tell me, do you remember 
did the cereal taste great as a kid? You know what? It, it did. I, I mean, because I definitely wanted it multiple times. You know what I mean? That's like all I wanted yeah. to eat. And then they came out with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one. And then all of a sudden I was distracted. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I I always came back to the Batman cereal. Nice. And it... I. I want to say I remember like a like a honey type taste. It almost reminded me of kind of like honeycombs, um, mm. that cereal back in the day. But yeah, it um, I I loved it. I always envisioned it tasting a little bit like a corn pops kind of. Um, that's that's how I always pictured it in my mind when I when I saw them. It 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 looks very like corn pops i mean just you know in a bat symbol <laughs> you know yeah 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 that is I, it, you definitely need to find that cereal box man cuz that's got to go in that collection i am i'm looking around here right now and dude you have you got some fire in there man yeah i got a few things i got a few things um i guess you, you talk about the nostalgia and everything and the and the things we collect, that was the reason I actually started my podcast uh, was because of me being a collector and having those moments sitting here. I knew that there was a passion and a story behind my collecting. And that's what I wanted to sort of get. That's what I wanted to get through my guests is essentially tap in to what it is that people love about the things that they collect. And because I think there's can be a real personal stories behind that for a lot of people and that's what i that's what i try and get when i have guests on my podcast as well that is very cool i love that i love that um what uh the one of the next questions that i was going to ask you is you know since we're on the subject and on the topic um Mm -hmm. what was your first toy Ooh, my first toy actually there is a toy that i remember it was a stuffed toy um, there's, there's two in particular that I remember from my childhood from vividly. One was a stuffed ET toy. Um, and the other was like a stuffed monkey toy that had like a, a soft body and it had a plastic head and plastic hands. Um, those were my original toys, uh, that I, and I would take them everywhere with me. I know that the ET and, and the monkey I, I varied between those for a couple of years, but they would always go everywhere with me until they finally, I think, probably fell apart because <laughs> I would take them. I would take them everywhere with me. They were like my comfort, you know, sort of my comfort doll, I guess you could say, as as a, as a toddler. And I, I do remember those. I do remember having those. And my mother, who talking about her again, was an artist um, who designed packaging. Um, and she designed uh, like a Cocoa Pop style uh, box for Cocoa Puff cereals that she designed similar to the Cocoa Pops box, and she used that stuffed monkey, and she posed it next to a bowl and used that when she was sketching and drawing and creating uh, this box art. For, for this company that was making these Cocoa Puff cereals in here in Australia back in the in the 80s. Yeah. Man, that is so cool. I love that. That is really mm. cool, man. Mm. But that I think the other thing that probably I, I referenced before that I remember 
as something that I still hold on to from my child was was the Lego sets. Having those when I was around from about the age of I want to say the age of six or seven upwards when I started collecting Lego, and that was the thing I, I first became obsessed with as a toy. I would have to say it was Lego, and I had uh, some of the city Lego. The there was like a Robin Hood style um, Lego that they had with knights and and these Robin Hood style characters, um, and uh, I think they called them forest people. I can't remember off the top of my head now. And um, the old space Lego as well. So th- those were the sort of main ones that were coming out during the eighties that I, I got as a kid. And I used to sit and play with those for hours and keep them in a box that I would actually take if I went on holiday. I would take this box with me everywhere uh, so that I could play with my Lego. And that was the first thing I actually collected. I, I guess you could say. That is too cool. I love that, man. Uh, let me ask you: Do you uh, do you get a chance to watch uh, Lego Brickmasters? Uh, Lego Masters oh, here yeah. in Australia, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I do actually watch the Australian version of that. I haven't got to watch the American version yet. I really want to because I, I do love. Um, is it Will Arnett? Is it the host? Yeah, the Will so Arnett. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 so I, I was a big fan of um, what was this, this show now? I'm. Com- completely mental blanking uh where he played the brother um arrested development i loved him on arrested development so i've always been a fan of his and when i saw that he was the host of lego masters us i, I wanted to actually watch that so i want to try and find somewhere where i can actually stream the episodes to hopefully watch that but i definitely watch the australian one religiously for sure uh how 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 is the australian one you know is it like, is it kind of, you know, similar to, you know, to the one that we have down here? Is it, um, you know, like multiple groups, um, you know, compete, competing against yeah. each other, different, you know, different, uh, they give them like a different, uh, what is it, like topic, not topic, but um, what is the it? The theme. Yeah, something. And, and they give it, they, you know, they have them like, all right, you guys got, you know, 16 hours to, you know, to build your. Yeah, same thing. So. Same thing. There's very much cookie cutter because there's also a UK version and I believe there may have even been a Danish version or a, a, maybe a German version, something along those lines. I, 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 I'm not I'm not remembering, but I definitely know there's a UK version. There's the American, there's Australian version, and they are pretty much cookie cutter in the way they do them. I have a podcast, another podcaster that I listened to um, who was actually a guest on my first season. Uh, his name's Greg, and he actually has a Lego YouTube channel called Brickitect. And um, he has a personal podcast where he just talks about his life and everything. And he's constantly talking about how he streams the Australian episodes, and he actually much prefers that show and the hosts and everything to the American one. Um, but, yeah, it's very much cookie-cutter in the way that they run it. Very cool. That's awesome. Um mm. Another thing, let me see. So since we're, you know, we're talking about collecting and things like that, um, what's your favorite line to collect? Do you have a preference? Uh, I mean, it probably would still stem back to Lego if I had to choose one. Like if you said to me, uh, like you have to get rid of every line in your collection, like every 
collectible you have except for one line. You can only keep one line. I would say Lego would be the one that I would keep. Um, Funko comes in probably second to that, only because I've become so obsessed with them. And it's funny thinking of Funko because when I first saw Funko years ago in the Funko Pops, I was like, meh. I didn't. I just didn't get it. I didn't really love them. Um, and because I was so obsessed with the Lego and other statues and things that I could get. Uh, but then once I got a couple of Funkos in my collection, I was like, actually, they're not too bad. Maybe I'll get this other one. Maybe get this other one. And then that just snowballed on to now where I have hundreds of Funko Pops. <laughs> um, as, as it is, you, you just uh, I think most Funko collectors would probably identify with that. But yeah, I would say Lego would be would be the, my favorite line, and and just say they have so many varied things that you can collect. I, I'm again, I'm looking around my room. I've got uh, the Batman Lego, various versions of that. They've got the Super Mario Lego, which is another thing that has a lot of nostalgia from me playing the old NES. So I've actually got the collectible series for the Super Mario. Um, they've got all the different minifigure collections. They've got uh, various versions of Batman, Harry Potter, everything. So uh, Star Wars, which I also love Star Wars. So I've actually got a number of the different Star Wars sets as well, including the Razor Crest and, and some of those Mando sets and stuff as well. That is very cool. Um, my, my Lego side is, so my dad loves to build them. Um, so what I'll do is if any Lego that I see over, you know, when I'm out hunting, I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy that. And dad's going to put it together. Um, you know, it, it keeps him busy. You know, he gets bored sometimes he's retired and everything. So, um, yeah. you know, I'll always go out there. So if uh, you can ask Marty soul, cause I did like a, a video where, you know, I, I, I showed her, you know, all the shit that I had going on in the house and, um, <laughs> There is, you know, like you said, Razor Crest. I've got the Razor Crest. I got the Mandalorian helmet. I've got one of the pilots' helmets. I've got, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever you know I can get my hands on and have my dad put it together. Um, but I told him, I was like, dude, we're gonna have to slow down, man, because I'm running out of I'm running out of real estate over here. <laughs> um, it's a classic dilemma for every collector, right? Space is the enemy of collectors. Exactly, exactly, and. Um, the, the one thing that I love about Legos the most is that is the most imaginative toy that a kid could ever hold in their hands. The, yeah. the, the possibilities and the things to do with them are endless because it's how you create it. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's the thing. Like all those sets that I said that I used to collect as a kid – you know, I would build them once or twice maybe, and then I would break them down and then just build other things, you know, and you could just let your imagination run wild. Even now I still create stuff. Um, you can actually see on my Instagram from this most recent Christmas. So I've I've started doing uh, specific – you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I started – making uh if you've seen they do the advent calendars for lego and they do a star wars series as well in in amongst those so i've started trying to build custom displays to put the advent calendars on rather than just opening them and having them on a shelf or sitting them on the box that they come out of i wanted to have specific displays that 
I could put them on. So uh, a two like two years ago or two Christmases ago now, I built a Christmas tree that was like has levels on it to display, and I actually put four years worth of advent calendars on there. And then this most recent Christmas gone, um, and you can see this one, a video of this in my reels on my Instagram, I actually built a TIE fighter, a big green and red TIE fighter, um, Christmas themed, that I could actually display the different advent calendar minifigs and, and, and micro builds on the wings. So, yeah, I tell I, I tell you to go and check that out because I think that's one of the beauties of of Lego is you can – you can either build something that you love that has that nostalgia for you, like you said, like the Helmet series for Star Wars fans, um, or you can break it apart and, and just make whatever your heart desires, make whatever comes out of your head. That is too freaking cool. I'm actually watching the video right now. Dude, that is such a cool setup. I'm going to have to show that to my dad. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty big. Like, and It, was, it took some some uh clever sort of editing and building to get those wings together actually because the wings are actually built in two parts and the top of the wings is actually upside down the bricks are actually oh no no sorry the bottom ones i think are upside down um and then they they actually held together by pins in the bottom of the bricks that actually put those two sides of the wings together that is too cool that is too cool hmm. i was just looking at your christmas theme lego setup too and that's a that's another one that my dad's gonna be in love with my dad um so in in my family we're you know we we love our dogs um and i mean basically you already know you know the the, yeah the main logo of my podcast is my dog mercy um yeah my dad and the the bark at the start right yes (laughs) there you go (laughs) and uh we uh we we lost one of our one of our dogs that was very close to us right before COVID. We lost her to cancer. We were blessed fourteen years oh, to have to hear her. That. Thank you. Um, we um my dad. So every year for Christmas, he takes a table and he dedicates the whole Christmas town of Legos and everything to her. Um, you know, just you know, for, oh nice, yeah, for memory and everything. So. Uh, when I was looking at your Christmas town, I was just like, "Oh my god, uh, I'm definitely gonna have to show him the video because he's gonna fall in love with it, and it's probably gonna trigger more ideas for him." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something that the Christmas Lego has only come around in the last couple of years as well for me. It was something that I bought a couple of Christmas sets, and I said to my partner, "Hey, let's sit down and watch some Christmas movies together and build these together." You know, and it was a perfect excuse for me to go out and buy extra Lego and say, "Hey, let's do it together." <laughs> you you know, know, as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she actually she was right into it, and she she sits down and builds those sets with me. And so we now we've made it for the last few years. We've made that a Christmas tradition where uh, she even a couple of years ago she built uh, she bought the Elf Clubhouse. Um, and then, yeah, we've, we just had the different sets that we build every Christmas. We sit down, watch a Christmas movie or a couple Christmas movies and build them. And it's a really fun time. That is too cool. I love that. Sorry. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, speaking of going out and, and, uh, and purchasing collectibles, uh, is it challenging for you? Like collecting in Australia? Yes and no. So 
it doesn't have to be challenging for anyone in Australia to collect because we do have a number of places that people can purchase from. So we have um, Pop Culture, who's the main one that I purchase from these days. Uh, they're located in uh, just south of Melbourne, I think it is. Um, for anyone outside of Australia, they probably don't know where that is, but that's down the bottom of Australia. And uh, Pop Culture who some people may also know because they do actually supply overseas, they get a lot a lot more varied ranging in terms of the types of statues they get in. So a lot of those uh, sideshow statues come through them, hot toys come through them, Funko, um, the Kenner action figures, everything. You can pretty much get just about anything and everything pop culture related, including music. They even sell vinyls. Uh, so they're the main one that I go to online and you can get a lot of the stuff from them. They actually get a lot of the Funko exclusives as well, um, which is really cool. So if you don't want to have to purchase direct from the Funko store to try and get it posted over to, from the USA, you can actually go to them. The other one is Zing Pop Culture, who's actually owned by EB Games or by GameStop, I believe it is, in, in America. Um, and in Australia and Canada, they're called EB Games. So they actually have another franchise called Zing Pop Culture, which is in a lot of the different uh, larger uh, shopping malls um, around Australia. They've actually got like a franchise. Um, but they've I've gone a little bit less off, off of purchasing from them recently because of the fact that their Funko prices have gone dramatically up um so they're actually a lot more expensive to purchase from when it comes to funkos so i don't buy as many stuff as many things through them as i used to so those are the two main ones that i go through there are a lot of other online retailers aussie collectibles and stuff down here that you can purchase from we still have ebay obviously um so i don't think as a collector it's really hard to, to get a lot of stuff for me i tend to try to get certain items from my collection that are more u.s centric sometimes i can be a bit of a sticker sticker snob if you want to call it um uh where i you know i like to have those original american box retailer um stickers on some of the some of the items there's uh i'm looking at it right now up on my shelf i've got uh, the diamond edition batman that was exclusive to the dc shop which w wasn't released in australia so those sorts of things when i'm purchasing from them or i tend to shop a lot off the us ebay as well i end up using a shipping forwarder um through florida where i get everything sent from there and actually just last night i had a batch of stuff that that I put an order through to get shipped over. Um, it's expensive, it, like in the scheme of things. It's probably costing me a little bit more than what I should be paying for some of these items when you add the postage on top of it, but it's less expensive going through this mob that I use than actually just getting it shipped direct because um, USPS can be really ridiculous in some of their pricing when it comes to international shipping. Oh, yeah. Yes, they can. I... Uh... I actually, uh, funny story, one of my, one of the first expensive uh, Funko Pops I ever purchased was Lionel um, from the Thundercats. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I paid, um, the guy was extremely cool. I mean, we're talking years back. I purchased it on eBay. Um, he was in the UK and, you know, I was like, 
dude, I really want this Funko. I can't find it, you know, out here in the in the U.S. Um, you know, and so we 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 started this dialogue of just going back and forth. Well, he realized like you know how much I love the show and you know all the things that I was telling him. I was even sending him photos of my old. Um, you know, uh, Thundercat toys and stuff like that. And he's like, you know what, dude? He's like, I'm going to discount the Funko. He goes, yeah. you know, just make sure you take care of, you know, the, the shipping and everything. But yeah, the shipping was a pretty penny. And you know? I was just like, wow, you know, um, the, uh, the other thing that I, uh, I wanted to ask you is, so excuse me if this is like a stupid question, but I'm, I'm the type of person that, that says, uh, a stupid question is one that isn't asked. <laughs> <laughs> But in Australia, do you guys have, like, what we have? Like, I know you were talking about um, a sticker snob. Well, down here in uh, in the U.S., we call them sticker whores. Um, yeah. But do, do you guys have, like, Targets, Walgreens, Walmarts, things like that? or? Yeah, that, that's a stupid question, Nando. I, I don't <laughs> want to answer that. No, just kidding. I knew it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we do have Target. This is the weirdest thing, right? So we do have Target here in Australia. We have um, Kmart is is another box, big box retailer, Big oh my W. God. You guys have. These, I'm these sorry, I'm just the, getting excited over here. <laughs> no, yeah, so that, those are the few like the biggest, the big box retailers here. The main ones would be Kmart, and I think Kmart from I think from memory they actually purchased the Target. Um, brand down here. I think they actually might own them. Um, and yeah, as I said, Big W is, is the other one. They're the sort of the main ones. We don't have Walgreens or um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, Walmart. Walmart. We don't have Walmart. Yeah, I, I wish we had a Walmart. Some of the things you guys get food-wise in, in, in Walmart, uh, I'm just like, oh, that's amazing. Um, I'm a bit of a foodie in my spare time as well. Uh, <laughs> but the, yeah, we do have big box retailers, but we they don't have exclusive stickers. So what happens with the stickers here? So a lot, the Target here don't get the, the Target exclusives, which is really annoying because I'm like, you've got a Target exclusive. Why not release it to your international Target stores as well? But obviously they must be slightly different in terms of a franchise and maybe the uh, how that's managed. And so you don't get the Target exclusive pops here. So things like, Target Con, which uh, they had uh, just a little while ago, they had a few different Target Con releases. They had a Joker, the Batman '89 Joker, that they did as an art series as part of Target Con, which I specifically wanted the Target Con sticker. So that's another one that I had to purchase from the US and get shipped over. Um, but you could get that in Australia through other retailers like Zing that I was talking about. Zing gets a, a lot of those different stuff, but they have an international sticker on it. So they call it a special Funko special edition sticker, which some people would be familiar with. Um, and it's the silver and red sticker originally. And now it's actually gone to the blue sticker. And I hated the silver and red sticker, to be honest with you. I thought it was an ugly sticker. The most recent redesign that they did with the blue, I actually think looks a lot better. And I'm probably more likely now to be happy to get those because I don't mind the sticker design, whereas I hated the the um the special edition sticker they had on there before. But yeah, we don't get those only at Target stickers and um, the Pop in a Box, who I don't think they're even doing them now. 
they they don't have those here. Originally, the Funko exclusives, when they used to come through pop culture, they used to get re-stickered. So they would actually get Funko exclusives at pop culture, and they would call it a pop culture exclusive. So they'd be the same thing that you would normally have a Funko sticker on from their online store, but you'd have the pop culture sticker on it as well. So I know there are some people who try and collect the pop culture stickered stuff, but I've noticed recently they don't really do that anymore. They've stopped doing the pop culture stickers on them. They just stick with the Funko ones. And which I'm I'm very, you know, disappointed about because I love I love the pop culture sticker. I've have I have a couple of Funkos um, you know, with that on there, you know, and one of the reasons that why I bought it was for that sticker, you know, just to be on the Funko. Um, yeah, it's amazing how we can get excited over one, you know, single sticker, you know, that <laughs> totally changes the game of the Funko, even though it's exactly the same. But um, uh, one of the things I was going to tell you is that's that's funny that you guys have EB, EB, EB games out there because we had EB games out here, but then GameStop took over and changed yeah. all the EB games to GameStop. And then yeah, for the fact that you guys have Kmart. That was a store that I loved going to. I actually found Mercy, or I purchased Mercy, my dog, in a Kmart parking lot before they shut down all the Kmarts here in uh, in New Mexico. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so just hearing you, you know, and, and I apologize, you know, for getting excited, but uh, when you were telling me well, all these I, stories, I was just sitting there, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, you guys, you guys got stores that I love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look uh, – Australia is very much like America in the, you know, the type of demographic, I guess you could say, like in the way that things are laid out, suburban areas and all that sort of stuff is very much similar to, to much of America. I've visited a couple places, but um, obviously just not as many people shoved into to the areas because our main city, Sydney, which is our biggest, is I think somewhere in the vicinity of three million or so, like, okay. and that's over a spread area as well. Um, whereas obviously you've got like New York is 8 million people in a, in a small, like condensed population. (laughs) Um, and we we're such a lot, like Australia is so large that people are spread out, um, a lot more, but I mean, our population is, you know, not even 10% of what you guys have. So we don't have we don't have quite as many of those retailers like you were talking about. I would love to have a Walmart. I know we've gotten Costco in the last few years, and I, st- and I definitely go and enjoy a shop at Costco from time to time. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I just wish we got some of those extra stickers, like I said, like the Target ones and things like that. Well, JD, I don't know if you know, but I am a vendor, so – if there's anything that you're looking I for, do. my friend, yeah, <laughs> um, you are taken care of, and we'll, you know, outside of the podcast, we'll we'll talk. But um, if there's any any of them that you're needing, you just, you know, you just reach out, and and uh, and Nando's got you. Well, I think the only ones which the other thing that I'm disappointed is that it's harder to, you know, I I can't be at those conventions. So something like WonderCon, which has just been announced from Funko trying to get a hold of those stickers, you know, I'd love to have access to those sorts of things. So if you ever come across any of those Batman stuff specifically stickered to the, to the different, uh, different conventions, I know they go for a pretty penny, a lot of them, but um, you can always hit me up. Absolutely. I'll let you know though. 
I, I, the ones that I can get my hands on are the shared exclusives, you know, because we'll get those yeah. over here at the, you know, Hot Topic, FYE, GameStop, or, you know, yeah, yeah. Walmart, Target, every place that they release them to. Um, yeah, that, that that's really cool. I, I, I did not know that. I appreciate you sharing all that with us. Um, so you actually pulled one right out of my brain, but I said, you know, I, I was going to ask what type of stores do you hit on your hunts, but you already covered that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like you're reading my script right now. So <laughs> you did say you're a tech, so I'm kind of wondering here. Uh, <laughs> um, talk to me. How did Collecting Heroes podcast start? I know you kind of briefly talked about it earlier, but, you know, kind of kind of give me the meat and potatoes on that. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people who listen to the podcast wouldn't know, but I actually worked in podcasting for for a couple of years um and pretty much through the whole pandemic uh worked in podcasting as podcasting was taking off you know because people were locked inside and never listened to podcasts and you know working in podcasting i was like i should probably make a podcast maybe you know i'd always sort of been interested in in that sort of stuff i'd been interested in in uh being a creator you know being a, a voice uh because you know, I have my own passions. Uh, I, I love communicating with people. I can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles, as they say. Um, <laughs> and so, but I, I had to sort of think about what, if I was going to make a podcast, what would I make the podcast about? I'm like, well, I could do a Batman podcast and I may still eventually do a Batman podcast. Um, but, you know, there's a few of those out there and, and what, what am I passionate about? What is it that I do in my spare time that I'm passionate about? And that was collecting. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm passionate about it. Other people are passionate about it. There are definitely uh, Funko, because I mean, I was, you know, I had a lot of Funko in my collection and maybe I could do a Funko podcast. I'm like, eh, there's a few Funko podcasts out there already. What's, you know, what's the type of podcast that I couldn't really find that sort of sits within my interests? And that was interviewing collectors and that's where collecting here the idea for collecting heroes came out is that a lot of collecting podcasts are podcast you know basically collectors talking about collecting and what they're collecting and new releases stuff like you guys do and i love listening to the podcast but i just wanted to sort of find something that i felt comfortable doing but also it gave me an avenue to geek out with other collectors and talk to other people about their passions. As I mentioned earlier, you know, I think everyone's collecting comes from some sort of, you know, it comes from a place of nostalgia mostly, but there's, there's usually a story behind it. And I've gotten some awesome stories from people. Uh, there was the one that, that really sort of touched me, um, Robert O'Connor, who was a Ghostbusters collector that I had on. He's the Guinness World Record holder for uh, Ghostbusters memorabilia. He was on the show oh, and he was wow. talking about he was talking about his history and he comes from a very poor background. And so, you know, his first uh, toy that his grandfather gave him was he was it, it meant so much to him. There was this memory tied to him not having a lot of toys, not having a lot when he was younger. And so there was this core memory that sort of was the catalyst that eventually drove him to become a Ghostbusters collector and things like that. Uh, those are the stories I love talking about. But also, as I said, I just get to sit down on a regular basis and geek out with other collectors and other pop culture fans about the things they love. 
Um, and in some cases, for I've tried to branch out into things that I'm not even familiar with. I've had a uh, a really cool conversation with a couple people on um, Sailor Moon. There was a Sailor Moon collector I had on uh, who was was amazing to chat to and probably one of the more fun conversations that I've had. Um, her energy was wonderful, but talking to her, learning about Sailor Moon, because I go away and I try and research a little bit about what it is they collect. So, for example, my most recent episode was an Indiana Jones collector, so I went away and researched Indiana Jones prior to that. I mean, I'd already watched the movies. I already have some Indiana Jones stuff in my collection. But I went away and did a little bit more research and came up with a pop quiz on there. I try and do uh, – occasionally I'll do pop quizzes with the people. Um, it's, it's all just fun. It's just meant to be, you know – an hour or less of usually about 30 to 40 minutes of, of me just geeking out with someone and talking about the things they're passionate about. And that's what I wanted people to, when they're listening to here is to get that feeling of nostalgia and passion for these things that they might love as well. They may not necessarily collect those things, but they can identify with the feeling behind and, you know, and what goes into those collections. That is really cool. I love that. I love all of that. That is uh, that is really cool. That's my short answer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, like I said, I I, I kind of have a feeling that you're you're looking at what I got here on the screen because you already took care of the favorite guest with the Ghostbusters story. So, <laughs> oh, my favorite guests. Ah, oh, jeez. Oof. Because every conversation's different, right? So it's it. Every conversation has has its own. It's almost like its own life and and things, but to, I, I say there would be a tie. My two my two favorites. My there would be a tie. Um, there was Megan. There's both from last last season from season two. One was Megan, who was a, um, a Joker collector, and also Casey, who's a Star Wars collector. And those conversations were so fun, and not just because. Of, the episodes themselves, but I spent so much time outside of the recording, just geeking out and chatting to them. I could have literally cut, if I recorded all of the conversation, I could have cut them into three or four different podcasts. Oh, wow. Um, That's like, awesome. I, I was joking with Casey at the start of my, my conversation with her that, because most people I say, look, I went, I shouldn't need more than about an hour of your time to record the episode. It'd just be a little fun experience. Um, but with her, I made a joke. I'm like, oh, you know, we could talk, you know, we could talk for like three hours, but I won't make you do that. And we actually did end up talking for over two and a half hours before I was like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to let you go. She's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, I'm going to let you go because it's like late night there. I've got to get back to whatever I'm doing because it's usually the middle of the day here. Um, and But we just had such an amazing time talking. And I think just because of – how long I was able to talk to them and how much we geeked out about stuff. And obviously Megan being a Joker collector, me being a Batman collector, we just really were in sync and she knows her shit as well. So like listening to her talk about, um, you know, the different uh, variations of Joker and Batman and everything, like she really knows her stuff. And that was, I was just geeking out. Like, I think I just had like a smile a mile wide while I was talking to her. Um, <laughs> but, my least favorite would probably have to be Marisol, I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I joke, I joke. 
<laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like, I wonder if he's going to drop Marty Soul's name. <laughs> She'll probably hate me for not putting her first. But it's not all about you, Marisol. Right? <laughs> Her ears must be buzzing right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, totally. Oh, man. So I don't know. Uh, we're we're getting close to that time, JD. And um, I don't know. Do, do, do you have maybe about 10, 15 more minutes? Uh, sure. Oh, you, we're going to twist his arm not? today. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So I don't know if you've heard, but some of the episodes that we had with Monty Soul, we got some very interesting answers from her, and that mm-hmm. came from a game that we call Pod Decks that uh, mm. that I had purchased a while back, and I crack them open every now and then. But I, it's always fun doing it with someone new on the episodes because with Angela and Sal and you know some of the other ones, it's kind of like we pull the yep, same yep. cards over. Um, yep. But um. JD, since it's your day today, man, and it's all about you, um, <laughs> I'm going to let you choose. So I've got four decks here, and one of them is Would You Rather. The other mm-hmm. one is How Dare You. Uh, <laughs> another one is What the Fuck. And uh, the other is What the Heck. Which one would you like to start with? Oh, so I'm, I'm doing all four, right? Just to be... If if, if, so you, yeah. if you want to try all four, we can do all four. <laughs> let's let's just do it. Let's let's go one of each. Um, but let's start with. Well, let's start with what the heck. What the and then heck? go from that to what the fuck, and then we'll do the last two. <laughs> right on. Okay, let me. Let's shuffle these cards up real quick, and we'll see. I'm a, I'm actually a little worried now. Luckily, you haven't got you. You didn't have me preloading drinks, so. You know, it's not going to be a Marisol where I'm oversharing or anything like that. <laughs> right. We really her, her, her time as a criminal teenager or anything like that. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know what? Like I told Mighty Souls, well, hey, don't feel too bad. I go, they pulled some cards on me where I had to disclose a little bit too much where I was just like, <laughs> shit, I shouldn't have said all that. <laughs> no, I loved I loved to listen to it. I, I, was, I was actually had a lot of fun listening to those episodes. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, this is an interesting one. We've never done this one before. Uh, mm. how, how fast can you say the alphabet? <laughs> oh, okay. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Okay, I didn't even get a chance to load my timer, but that was pretty damn fast. <laughs> I, I think we Underwater might... with a mouthful of marbles. I said that earlier. <laughs> and, uh, and, you're, and, and you are holding your reputation, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Let's see. Uh, A B C D E F G H I J K L M N P Q R S U uh, W X Y Z. Ah oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I think <laughs> once you once you get to the towards the end, you feel that excitement. That's where that's where you stumble. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. Uh, that was an interesting one. Wow. I, we we've never pulled that card. All right. So we're moving on to what the fuck, and let's see what goes on in this one. You're going to make me do it backwards for what the fuck, aren't you? Because <laughs> I'm definitely not going to do that well. Oh, my God. I, th- I think I'd probably, if you told me to do the alphabet backwards, I'd probably, I'd, I'd be, I'd probably stop at X and I'd be like, I don't know what the hell goes <laughs> after that. <laughs> Even if you had the alphabet in front of me and you told me to read it backwards, I'd be like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Mercy. You know, X backwards is just X, right? 
I know that now. My I am today. I am. I am today. Today's years old. Is that what? Uh, that's what they say, right? <laughs> I have to just call my girlfriend and see if she's pregnant because that was a massive dead joke for me. Uh, all right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, what the fuck? If oh man, I love this one. If animals could talk, which would be the rudest? Mm. I would definitely love to hear because you know, with with uh, with where you are. Um, I would love to hear what type yeah. of animal you would think would be the rudest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Australian animals here. Um, yeah, probably a kangaroo, like just a, just a classic. I think they just, kangaroos don't give a fuck, right? Like, <laughs> right. They're, they're, I mean, they're essentially treated as a pest in, in Australia, kangaroos, because there's so many of them. Um, I don't have them like, jumping down the main street in the city or anything like that. Like, and we're not, we're not riding them in our spare time, but I, I don't know if you've seen videos of them. They'll come in and, and they'll, they'll fight people. They'll actually, have you seen kangaroos fight? If you ever watched a, a, a video of kangaroos fighting, I can just imagine them squaring up and the things they would say to each other, like, and, and excuse my language here on the podcast. I know we do swear, but I can just imagine them squaring up being like, Oh, mate, what the fuck did you say? I'm going to fucking take your head off. You know, like, and uh, I, I can just imagine they'd be pretty wild, especially if they've been on the piss, as we were talking about earlier, I, I could imagine kangaroos for sure. I love that. That's a great answer, man. <laughs> you know what? I'd be with you. Uh, I, I think they would probably be the ones that are the most pissy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, what animal would be, what did I say last time? I can't even remember what I said last time. You know who I would think would be probably like the worst of them all? Probably a, probably a a lion because they're just entitled, you know what I mean? And they're, you know, they're supposed to be the, you know, the king, the king dicks of the, of the, of the jungle and everything. So I I just think they're just assholes by nature. Well, as someone who is a cat owner, that was actually going to be – that was my other answer. If I didn't go with Australian animals, I would have just gone with cats because cats can be complete dicks. <laughs> I've, I've seen many videos where they're just like looking at you and they just knock shit over and they're like, yeah, what are you going to do about it, man? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Right, we got some great answers <laughs> going on over here, man. All right. We're going to jump into how dare you. All right, let's see. Let's give it a, the good old shuffle here. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm making sure you can hear it, JD, because I don't want you claiming, like, you know, hey, that that Nando on the Funkaholics podcast, man. There's a, uh... a setup. There's all the setup. <laughs> You're taking them out. You're just shuffling the same deck over and over again. <laughs> I, I know what's going on. <laughs> all right, JD, how dare you, man? Have you ever had a crush on your teacher or professor? Wow. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. I did actually... I had, when I was eight years old, there was, uh, we had this blonde teacher. She was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And I thought, you know, she was amazing. And I actually got to hang out with her at one point. And her husband was, uh, she was like a surfy, like, I don't know. Um, and her husband, he, but was also a surfer, so they were both sort of these blonde-haired, younger, fit people. And I remember getting to hang out with them. And I can't even remember the context of how I got to hang out with them, but it was 
I was obsessed with her. I was absolutely obsessed with her. I just, I thought, you know, she was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I, th- I, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to marry someone just like her. She's so beautiful. <laughs> and um, it was just, it was one of those first childhood crushes that I ever had. Man, that is very cool. Hey, uh, so I'm right on that 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 same wave with you. And uh, when you said blonde, I was like, ah, oh, my uh, my uh, my high school PE coach. Um, she was a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Ooh! And uh, I had to stand in line because literally half of the fucking school was in love with her. And uh, yeah, everybody wanted to sign up for her class. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and she, sounds like it. She was such a sweetheart, the personality and everything. You know what I mean? Like it, it was just easy to fall in love with her. I, I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it it it, it was like uh, what do they say? A moth to a light, and I was just you know there 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 was mm-hmm. Nando right there, front and center. Yeah, I I she just that that sun kissed, tan skin. Blue eyes, the blonde hair. I'm just, I'm just picturing it in my mind now. Like, <laughs> yeah, taking me back. JD's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I'm gonna give you, give you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was eight years old. I had no idea what I was doing. I still have no idea. Like, let's be honest, Nando. We, we have no idea what we're doing when it comes to women. All right, hey, dude. I need a translator. Anytime they hand me a handbook on a woman, <laughs> I, it's, it's a, and the translator doesn't even work because I'm like, hey, get the fuck out of here! You, you, I'm still confused. <laughs> just say, just say yes and nod and smile. There you go. Right. <laughs> what do, What do they say? Happy wife, happy home, or uh, same thing goes. Happy for wife, happy life. Happy yeah. wife, happy life. There you go. See, I'm still learning, man. It's. <laughs> Right on. Okay, we're going to jump into Would You Rather, and that's going to be the last card that we pull for the day. Man, wah, wah, All right. wah. All right, let's see. Uh, whoa. <laughs> this one's a very interesting one because I actually watched a true life about this, and I was fucking blown away, JD, but I'll give you my answer mm. in a minute. All right, so would you rather wear adult diapers for the rest of your life or never wear underwear again? Oh, well, I mean, this all depends, right? Like there's context to this. Like, am I the type that regularly shits myself? Because if so, I'm probably going to have to go with diapers, right? Like, are we talking, I mean, when, you know, once I hit 80 years old, I could be that person who knows (laughs) incontinence is a bitch, but, um, Oof. Let's talk about right, yeah. like right now, like you know. Yeah, that's but that's that's the thing I'm trying to think about. It, it's definitely not sexy though. Like if you if you, if you, you know, go to your partner at the end of the night, you're like, hey, <laughs> just give me a second to take off my diaper, and we'll get we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> hey, and if you're you know if you're a little bit more grown up, you got the listen, pull ups. <laughs> l- listen. You, you didn't say I couldn't wear pants, right? So, I mean, I guess I could get rid of the underwear. As long as I can still wear pants, I'm just going to, as I get older, I'm going to have to have something that's a bit of a thicker mesh and can hold it just in case. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, uh, you know, for me, this is, this is definitely an interesting question. Like I said, I'll give you, I'll give you my answer. Um, definitely. I, I, I don't want to wear adult diapers and here's the reason why. So, I watched a I watched a True Life MD, MTV uh, episode where they were talking about littles. 
Apparently, these are people oh. that. Yes, you know where I'm going with this. I, know, yeah, I think I know. Yeah, people who dress up as babies and stuff, right? Yes. And, and kind of like your furries dressing up in, in costumes and things as well. Perfect. And my mind was fucking blown. <laughs> like, I could not believe. Like, I know there's shit wrong with this world. I know that. But to. To know that MTV was telling this all along <laughs> and, and and warming us up to it, I was just like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. But, yeah, as it, well, watching a, a 40-some-year-old man around my age walking around in a fucking diaper and talking to his wife like a baby, yeah, no. <laughs> Adult diapers aren't for me, guys. <laughs> That's not the weirdest thing I've watched, though, I have to admit, Nando. Um my- Oh, trust me, I, I saw some other ones. <laughs> many, many, many years ago, I went to, there was a Sydney film film festival, like an indie film festival here, uh-huh. and ended up at a screening for a film. Um, I went with my girlfriend and my, and my younger sister, and we were all just really uncomfortable and grossed out through this film. <laughs> but it was essentially a documentary on uh, in South America, there's a tradition. I can't remember which country exactly it was, um, of men who become men by fornicating with donkeys. Oh my <laughs> and, god! And there was a documentary on this, and the that the documentary itself wasn't the most uncomfortable thing. It was the fact that we were sitting near near the front, and that there was a couple behind us who were making out during the whole movie. Like, tell you what. Wow. Talk, talk about talk about uncomfortable. Yeah, no <laughs> weird moments. I that's, um. That's probably yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. I um. I I. I know these things exist, and and you know, and and me being the you know the animal lover that I am, and you know my heart, you know, not on that level. Go, yeah, not on that level. Not on that level. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you know the you know my love for you know for dogs and everything. I, I um we had a we had a guy at my work that is a animal activist and you know and he tried showing me these videos of you know the shit that's out there in the world and I almost like I was almost ready to to uh, to strangle him when he showed me that shit and I told him I said I know it exists but I don't want to see it with my own eyes I was like yeah nah. you know I you know I'm like there's just some things I mean I'm 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 morbid and because of the place that I work at I'm, I kind of tell people like I'm I'm dead inside but you know uh uh what was it what was the the crazy show that used to come out uh faces of death or whatever like Mm. You know, like horror movies and stuff like that. You, you you can kill a human being in front of me, and I won't even fucking. I'll still sleep tonight. But when it oh comes, yeah, there's a different. It's different. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. When it comes to animals and stuff like that, I'm like, just leave me alone. Don't don't bring that out in front of me. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I have a dark sense. I have a dark sense of humor, and I even like was just squirming at the time. But I've really taken this to a dark place now. So. How about we go back to toys and collecting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 thank you for those questions. Um, I just I wanted to actually because originally we were, as I said, when we came in, I thought we might have been going through toy news and things like that. I wanted to get your opinion because I was actually doing some research looking on um, Toy Hype USA, 
the Mattel WWE Ultimate Edition wave. Um, Andre the Giant. What do you reckon? Let me. Have you seen it? Yeah, uh, yes, I have. Let me just go back to it real quick. Um, because I've seen so many Andre the Giants in my life that um, I tend to get them mixed up. But let's. Uh, where are you, where are you, Andre? And I saw this him. is the one. It's it's yeah. Ah. Uh, there he is. Posable with the multiple heads and hands and stuff. It's it's like really cool. So anything WWE and Ultimates, I'm all in. Oh, I th- I figured as much. I I love the fact that they're even making a Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins is one of my favorite current uh, WWE superstars. Um, <laughs> but Andre the Giant is iconic. So here's here's where I love what's going on with this ultimate the most. He's got four head sculpts. Yeah, I and, know. That's and, what I thought when I saw it. I'm like looking at those different head sculpts. I'm like, wow, you could do so much because you do toy photography, right? Yes. So you could do so much with this. Like it'd be amazing. Oh man, just looking at him, I have so many ideas running through my head because I have a shit ton of Hulk Hogan ultimates. Um. Re redoing that that uh that epic match between the two of them, or even just uh the doing the the one where the cross got ripped off of uh Hulk Hogan's neck and it was thrown on the floor and oh there, there, there's 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 so much like I'm I'm getting flustered yeah. over here just thinking about <laughs> all the all the different things you know what I mean but yeah uh you yeah yeah JD you picked a you picked the perfect one to talk to me about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured as much. I saw it. I was like, this is definitely one that Nada is going to love. And I thought if we were talking about news that that you would love that. I think out of the most recent announcements, the McFarlane Toys DC Flash movie Batman is one that I'm probably definitely going to be picking up. My only little gripe with this, I think that, that the pose looks amazing. You know, is it, is it in like a stance like he's about to square off? Mm-hmm. But... Um, is the like we're talking about um yeah face molds i don't get the keaton jawline from this mold that's the only thing i would say looking at it you have an excellent eye my friend because i was just going to say the same thing um that was suit and everything looks amazing but otherwise that that would be my only gripe about it yeah i'm i'm definitely with you on that one let me let me ask you real quick i i, I think we got a few more minutes um yeah. So you spoke about Hot Toys. So you definitely have, and Sideshow Collectibles, you definitely have an eye for head sculpts and, you know, what you're looking for in an action figure. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you dabble with Storm Collectibles or, uh, God, what's, why am I going blank on all the lines that I, that I think of? Um, but, like, you know, is there a point when, when you're collecting? And, and one of the ones that I'll talk to you about is the... I want to get your opinion on the McFarlane toys, the Hush Batman that's going to be that's gonna be coming out. Because there's, yeah. there's a, uh, you know, there's, a, there's, a be- there's an amazing version that I've been trying to get my hands on. And I don't know why I'm going blank right now, but... Um, what what are your what are your thoughts on that one? Like you know when you when you go out there and collect or you're looking to purchase something, especially Batman related, 
does the head mm. sculpt matter to you, or if, if 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 you see something off, is that something that you're just going like, oh, no, I'll wait till it possibly gets discounted, or I could get it in a trade, or how do you? Yeah, I, probably like if it's something where I'm looking at it, I'm like, there's just something looks off about it. I mean, this one I just love. I mean the 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 gloss black and the and this pose and everything I looks think looks great and I'll probably get this one anyway because uh, it's only a forty dollar figure. But um, yeah, if it's something like a more expensive one and and I'm not into that sort of sculpt, I, I'm probably going to pass on it uh, because it's just. I said this earlier, space is the enemy of every collector, right? Like there's only so much space I can have in my collection. Exactly. So there's only so many. I'm even starting to do that with Funkos where I'm sort of looking at certain Funkos now. I'm like, do I want to get that? You know, um, do I want to add that to my collection? I mean, the new WonderCon announcement, I, I saw the Poison Ivy. At first, when I first saw the, f the photo of her, I was like, eh, but then like when I had a more blown up, uh, picture and and I looked at the the sculpt with the the plants and everything like having the the, the fly traps coming off the side of her. I was like, actually, that's kind of cool. Like, there's certain things where you look at and you're like, maybe I'll wait until I see it in person because I have actually. It's funny that you mentioned Hush. Uh, if if we had have had a toy of the week segment, um, mine like my favorite most recent pickup would be Bear Brick that I picked up. So I actually bought the Hush Batman Bear Brick uh, in the 400% when it comes with the 100% as well. And I'd always seen pictures of Bear Bricks online. I'd always never really been a fan of the the designs and the shape and everything. And I was like, eh, I could pass on them. But then when I actually saw these in person, I was like, actually, that's kind of cool. And so I ended up grabbing one. But because it was Hush because that's one of my favorite comic series of Batman. I had to grab it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's like anything with collecting, right? Like you, you've got to, you got to pick and choose. Sometimes you can't collect everything. It would be wonderful if you could, but we would all be broken. We would be living in amongst <laughs> yeah, no a, pile, a pile of stuff <laughs> that you would never be able to enjoy. Like you want to be able to display stuff and enjoy it and look at it. So Yeah. Yeah, excellent. And and uh and the Hush Batman that I was talking about was the Moffex one. That's the one that I've been what after. Is it? Uh the Moffex, the M A M what is it? Uh M A F E X. Have you ever seen that one? M A F E X. No, I don't think I have. Hush, here we go. Let me literally just Google it right now. Ah, That Batman is not, absolutely beautiful, and then the other, yeah. the other, the other part too, is his cape is wired. I was about to mention the cape. Actually, that's yes. probably the thing I love about this. If it wasn't for the way that the cape is fashioned and shaped, it just it wouldn't work for me. Um, but yeah, it's that the way that the cape is that that looks amazing. Yeah, I actually had him in my hands at one time, and I do this self. I do this to myself all the time. Um, I kind of have have to have my cousin Flo around me sometimes to remind me because I've got a story about 
Funko, and we'll we'll cover that on another future episode. But um, uh-huh. I always make the mistake of having it in my hands, and, and and then I put it back, and then it's gone, and then the price is marked up on it three times over, and you know there I am, <laughs> just torturing myself with uh, with certain collectibles that I obsess <laughs> over. <laughs> it's funny that you mention um, this the the Mafex because the the actual brand that produces is Medicon, yes. which is the same mob that actually do the bare bricks that I was just talking about, ironically. Oh, you're kidding. No, no, I was just looking at it because, yeah, because bare brick is, um, yeah, they're done by Medicon toy. Very cool. Hey, see, look at that. We're learning something new every day, man. I'm, uh, I'm today's years old again, uh, two times over. <laughs> so on this episode, <laughs> Oh, man, but uh, just like time, it gets away from us when we talk about what we love, and uh, that's what's going on right here with me and JD. Um, Guys, I can't thank you enough for just following along with us on this trip, and JD, like I said, you know, when I said the cheers from the bottom of my heart, man, just, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a blessing just to have you here on the podcast, and just to shoot the shit with you, man. This has been a very fun episode, and like I said, I just I I, I can't thank you enough. I'm gonna give you the mercy, woo woo, and uh, and uh, <laughs> if there's anything that you want to leave uh, the Funkaholics with before we close out, yeah. Uh, next time, I hope to come back and and obviously you know, be on the show again with Marisol. We can all get on the piss together. That would be great. Um, but that. also if, <laughs> if people want to find me, go check out collecting heroes. Uh, there's, you know, there's a collector there for, for just about every taste, star Wars, Batman, Harry Potter, Ghostbusters, as I mentioned, Sailor Moon, anything like, you know, if, if you're a fan of collecting and just hearing people geek out about what they love, like us right now, Go check out Collecting Heroes. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I've had an amazing time. This has actually been really fun chatting with you today. That is really awesome, man. We love that over here. And, guys, um, JD is underselling his podcast, so I'm going to put it on the hype train. Um, I am probably about six or seven episodes in. Um, everyone has been such an enjoy. It takes you down memory lane. JD is uh, is is very good at what he does, guys, and he brings out the best in his uh, in his guests on his podcast, and you're going to hear it. Um, definitely give him a listen. Go out there, subscribe, download, give him a rating because I gave him a five stars. I would have given him fucking seven or eight or ten stars, but Apple Podcast doesn't <laughs> let me do that. So, um, guys, definitely give him a download. Give him a listen. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I'm a follower now. I'm a subscriber. So I can't wait for all the new episodes to be coming out. So I um, appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. And uh, guys, Mati Soul couldn't be here, but, you know, that's, uh, you know, we'll get her back on here another time. Um, so she's going to get the sad trombone and, you know, we'll uh, we'll give her more shit about womp, it. Womp, 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 <laughs> And JD's sound is actually better than mine. So... <laughs> More sound bites <laughs> that we got to pull from the podcast. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I'll keep rambling because I'm so excited right now and I've had such a great time here with JD. But again, thank you to JD. Guys, go out there and download Collecting Heroes podcast. You guys will not be disappointed. 
wonderful, beautiful, amazing stories and like-minded, uh, like-minded people that are on there. Um, I am your host, Nando T. I've got the Mercenator over with over here with me, and she's giving me the look of death um, because she's ready to eat. So I got to go feed this dog. Um, but <laughs> follow us. You guys already know the list. I'm not going to go down that. Um, guys, I know you're listening on Apple Podcasts, so five-star rating, please. It's that simple. Some of you have been listening, and you guys have been doing it because the numbers are going up. And I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys love, so love much. It. And, uh, guys, we'll be back very soon. And uh, JD is going to be back. So we'll, uh, we'll get that going when, uh, when our moons or earths or worlds, whatever it is that aligns, they'll come together. And we'll be right back on the, on the Funkaholics podcast, guys.